0: This is The Sounding Board Podcast with Hutchie and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. Good to have your company on The Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to drink wise. This is post-AFL gather round. It's episode 12 of series eight. It's a Tuesday morning of this particular week. And Craig Hutchison, Damien Bratt with you in Southbank Studios after what must be said, Hutchie, an unusually widely embraced... Industry widely embraced uh, weekend and week in Adelaide itself.
1: And as always happens with the media demo on a glorified junket, there were incidents and accidents, hints and allegations, as Paul Simon would say. And you were at the centre of a few of them, so I'm going to deal with that in a moment. <laughs> no,
0: I, I actually... Most people
1: went I there to embrace... I unusually
0: had lots of conversations of a friendly nature with a lot of people in footy, Hutchie. And that is unusual, I'll give you that, but it was a really good week and weekend. Most people went there to drop their guard
1: down, embrace yeah. our industry, embrace the game... Which I certainly did, yeah. Network a little, enjoy the footage. No, 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 It's just,
0: just working and talking to people you know. Yeah.
1: You, on the other hand, you've become a lightning rod, haven't you? You've become a polarising figure... I don't know where this happened along the way. It used to be just easygoing demo, but now you're in the middle of everything. So let me just get, let me cleanse myself of this off the top before we. I just didn't want to. You ask. don't want
0: to ease into a conversation just no. to chat about the week in
1: a positive way before you hit me with something. Those regular listeners of the sounding board would be well aware that Damien has been the poster child for anger around broadcasters not going to be oh, you go, You're
0: going there again, eh? All right, okay. Yep, off the top today. You've done everything other than make t
1: shirts. It's been an ongoing saga for two, three years. It's escalated and now got mainstream coverage. It in the wasn't last an issue weeks.
0: with COVID, Hutchie. I understand and, and, and why, okay? But, it is and, yep. Acknow- and as the acknowledge it an issue now. As the debate has gone on further and the discussion has the discussion has narrowed
1: to two to, to U V Fox. It's come down to the last two on the dance floor. You representing the get to the game for goodness sake community and Fox representing we'll do it how we choose, thanks
0: demo community. And unusually, Hachi, this then this is the unusual aspect of this. I think I've got the people with me on this one. And yeah. and, and that's normally that is not normally the no, case. You've been rel- you've been like a politician drumming but that, up that support. That wasn't the reason for it. It's certainly not uh, driving me to uh, keep this campaign going. To That's the
1: it. point where... To the, well, I'll come back to the walk in a minute. But to, to the point where I believe <laughs> on a Friday afternoon, my spies <laughs> oh, here tell we me... Go. here we go. At Norwood Oval, old school suburban ground style. Beautiful ground. I did see it. I did see you it. You and a leading Fox producer... Have had a thirty-minute <laughs> face-off. <laughs> I'm told you, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name names here. Oh, Lee, are you, Lee Carlson? <laughs> yeah, talented producer of Fox. Husband very, of, very, very good man. Husband of Sarah Jones. Sarah Jones just home reading a book, taking easy, and she hears this dispute breaks out between her husband and you <laughs> at the footy. You've had a you've had a stare, a verbal stoush, no. not not to the level of Mark McGowan, Tom Brown style stoush. Just a, <laughs> not not quite clickbait worthy. Have yet. And we got
0: that on the running sheet. That's that'll come.
1: <laughs> yep, but. You and he have had a thirty-minute back and forth on the merits or otherwise of being at the footy. True or false? Now, Hachi,
0: as as I try to alert my list, our listeners to to, to my to, listeners, yeah, well, that was a slip of the tongue. Oh, wow, our listeners to your habits and your ways. You often have the origins of a story, Hachi, and you then proceed to. Pour mayonnaise all over it to make it, in your eyes, a better story. Did you have a? I had a conversation with
1: Lee and Carlson. occasionally heated conversation. And another
0: Foxtel executive, another very good man McNeil? too, in
1: McNeil. Yeah. Well, Mick yeah. came in afterwards to try and mop it up. A... <laughs> no. But you two went at it because <laughs> no, you, you said to me last week, if I run into that Lee Carlson, I've heard. Oh, what hang he's been on, saying.
0: don't let's not. <laughs> <laughs> and now you run into him. So tell us what happened. Who you started? He just completely it? made that. Just bit up. want to get, get no, well we were Daily in the... Mail, got the record. Click on this. Beautiful. Grand. What happened? What happened? <laughs> Beautiful ground that is. Norwood Oval. I hadn't. I've driven past it. do give me before. the colour. No, no. Just no. take me to the story. I'll just deal with the facts, Hutchie, Unlike you, I walked in to cover the game for the pre-match. We know all that. No, no. It's it's just... You and Lee. What happened? Yeah, walked in, got myself ready to to talk. Not interested. non footy as happened. we do on Triple M, Hutchie with Jason Dunstall and uh, Mark Howard. Uh, Bertie Vince was on that day. And walking down the stairs from the Foxtel coverage area, and and look, I was I was shocked actually. I actually fell over. There were Foxtel people at the oh, ground about so, to broadcast oh, no. it. Don't influence. So me. I, I was, I thought that couldn't be Joe Montagna doing the Foxtel game. Don't and then I saw Lee Carlson walk down, and we did lock eyes. And then there's a moment. Do we <laughs> do Should we, we both this? avert? No. And I think to Lee's credit, and whatever else you want to say about it, we kept eyes locked and we then walked toward each other and then had a a very civil conversation. That went straight to the point of, you've been too hard on us. Well, again, to your point, and there's probably one of these people told you, a lot of people saw this issue and they thought it was very funny. And then there was one of the idiots I worked with, Luke Tunnicliffe, snorkel, started recording it. So... (laughs) You, you didn't take a backward step. I'm told you. you... Actually, there was nothing to take. It... No, we just had a conversation. You addressed it. You
1: said, well, I think you should be here." and I'm glad you're here. And he said, "Well, you don't. What you don't understand, Damo is." And then that's how it all
0: went. Right? Oh, I, you know, I actually cannot recall how it went. Oh, but don't dodge it. I'm not dodging it. It was. It was raised the my stance on the issue. It yeah. Was raced.
1: <laughs> well, not sat, by Lee, but you, others around. Didn't you sit next
0: to McNeil? His uh, yeah. Then more, I came off having having completed the pre-match, yeah. and and then McNeil, who I've got to know really well over the years, yep, and, and he's as good a guy in TV, I think I know. And he came over, and you know what? I can honestly say it did not come up with Mick at all. We just talked. We just talked rubbish. As in as in as acquaintances what? do? That's a little bit soft. Yeah, is it? What? Well, Le- Le- well, Le- let's face it. I wasn't going to
1: raise it. Hats off to Lee Carson. <laughs> he's called you out. He sent you on a stairway, <laughs> and he could have gone two ways. He
0: could have gone past and said, Damo. Yep, I agree with that. Or he called you out and yeah. he said, this is not... Yeah, and, not I, like... and I could have run the other yep. way too. Huh? So I stood there and walked towards, so it was good. And, and that's what happens in the industry, and, Hachi.
1: And what I loved, I loved this. I loved the Damo walk of Defiance. The four biggest dogs all walked across oh, the Adelaide yeah, this, Bridge. <laughs> this one. No, this. I loved it. It was. It was... Pageantry, it was theatric, and it was a thumb the nose. Well, you, who,
0: who, who are you referring to? Because Caroline. I, I missed this. I was Jonathan in transit Brown. at one stage, but my phone blew up both with text and tweets on on this. No, they, did, they did. I thought it was a very clever idea. They did the
1: opener walking from really Sky City there side of the bridge? How good Sky City, by but the way. Didn't go Cross the Adelaide, <laughs> the Adelaide Bridge, hmm. and, and into the venue. So it was a it was a, it caught a was, couple a couple hundred meter walk. It was a walk and talk. It was a walk and talk of the, of yeah. the four of them sitting in the seat. You know what it was? Not we're, easy to- not We're e-
0: Foxtel, we're at venue.
1: That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Not an easy to do, but it did maximise the quality of talent they had in town. Yeah. And I interpreted it to be a bit of a thumb the nose view. <laughs> you.
0: Well, I think it's fair to say other people did. Well, whether it was a thumb nose, but it was a, yeah, something that was fed yeah. back to me. As it was happening, Hutchie. The only thing missing was a Luke Beveridge style hip and shoulder to you across the bridge
1: on the way, like a lower the shoulder. They're, they're big gentlemen, aren't they? Big gentlemen in, in not big easy tight jeans. actually easy to do that. Very hard to do that walk and talk. Oh, Hutchie, walk and talk's Give me a spell. Just to, to keep what? step, four people keep one conversation while walking in step and and getting everyone in and out. It was a good, was a good hosting effort, I thought. Oh, did do- <laughs> do- see.
0: No, honestly, that is not easy to do. Have you ever done one of those before? No, I, I'm not a walker and talker. No. You know who told me you never, never do the walk and talk? The guy that you left off your top five cameraman, actually. Who's that? Mac TV. No, he was in there. No, I put him in there. You forgot him, Wayne McNamara. No, he made and- it. Yeah. No, he's dirty. You didn't have him in there. I, I put him in there. In no, the I had about three or four. No, you yeah, hadn't did. him in there. No, in fact, he was dirty. He texted me after the show and You're said, wrong. You didn't put him in. But thanks for the reference. And he always said, "What, what where, Why are you walking and where are you walking to? And, and that, I reckon that was really good advice because I reckon oh, it can look pretty awkward. I actually. disagree. <laughs> Took the viewer there. I, I can't the can ever recall you walking and talking in your news.
1: If you haven't been, well, I, don't, I didn't have the walk and talk ability. <laughs> I didn't. I'm a clumsy walker at the best of times. You see me. I, these guys were natural walkers. <laughs> You're a shuffler. No, I don't, you need to have real stage the, presence. The shuffle and talk. You need to have a real stage presence. Yeah. And Gary and Jonathan and Nathan have clear stage presence. I thought playing. Hang on, you Jordan, left off Jordan Lewis then. Well, I thought well, playing on. him on the wing was the right decision. Oh. He's an outside walk and talker. <laughs> Mine. He was an inside player. Yeah, but he plays outside on the – he's an outside walk and talker.
0: And he played his role, to be fair. Was it Gary who, who – it was, wasn't it? The roosters of Harry Mackay and, and Charlie Kurnow the other week. That that was a good angle because yep. everyone was talking about how they get him the best. But there's three roosters in that walk and talk. Oh, there is. Gary just had a little – How did three roosters just Gary go just looked the same?
1: a bit more combative than the other two. Nathan, <laughs> Nathan looked a little like he was in a, a catalogue.
0: Actually, you're right. Gary's got
1: the hours Gary's out got, ready for ready conflict. We're ready to play. That's what yeah. And if
0: you hadn't been to Adelaide before, mm. took you into the backdrop, the walk-in. I thought it was great. Oh, I did, you. Yeah. Yep. So do you think Foxtel will continue attending matches for the remainder of the year after the huge think, success that was, was, was forced upon them to go to Adelaide in Gathering? I think we're all a little tired of the issue, but we support oh, your passion for it. You've chosen to lead our show with it. I wasn't even oh, in go Because of the
1: confrontation. What I would say is but, this. Civil conversation. They are entitled to go where they want, when they want, as the rights holder, and they will do what's best for them,
0: and I support them. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> and you're not, you're not going to let this go anytime soon. Well, I, I was happy to let it go today. You're the one, you're the one who's raised it. What I did want to go to today was <laughs> was, was a, a good friend of mine, I think, and a mutual friend of. you's oh, a good friend of yours too, Kane Corns, and the and the and the David Kings. King Stoush, yep. and and the various coverage of said comments by various media organisations. I saw yesterday, um, News Limited decided to to then put the News Limited hat on and then be- befriend and bes- and go beside David King and Nathan Buckley, who was on your show uh, with Kane Corns in the morning. Yep, where I saw a headline. Um, Buckley skewers corns. Now I heard this conversation because yeah. I was driving to, to to work early in the morning to do access to all areas, and I heard it. I, I didn't hear any skewering, skewering. Yep. So obviously, obviously, Marty Sheegal wasn't an ad break, was he? He had a rare in breakfast. Yeah. No, there was yep. um, there was a there was a,
1: a song on which I didn't, want to, to. To. I didn't sure. want to listen to. Yeah. The, um, <laughs> this is a fascinating, wasn't it? Because Kane and Kingy are the Friday morning com- uh, combo, hmm. Fireball Fridays, and Kane and Nathan are Mondays. I was listening to. It was I, no skewering. It was a very
0: mature conversation That's what between I thought too. Nathan and Kane. But then News Limited picks it up and takes the anti Kane because they know that you put Kane Corns in a headline. I think he's Verity number one now. He's overtaken you. He's overtaken Brayshaw. He just clicks. So, And then if you get something skewered, like skewer is a good word. Skewer is a good click word. Yeah, so it got me the click. I looked
1: and I thought, did I miss that call? And I, I went through it and listened. But when you went through and read it, but when you read it, it was actually. Fair and reasonable how it was written in the Herald Sun. But it did gather a bit of momentum during the day and, again,
0: last night on Footy Classified. So What's your take on it? I, I did see what you said last night, but for our listeners, give it the, the, the sounding board lens on it because I'll, I'll give you my view on it in a yeah. moment, but I want you to go first for a change. So maybe I'm a little bit...
1: I don't mean to be uh, non-committal to it, but... I, no, no, no. I want you to have a side, Hutchie. I'm just trying to um, express this the best way I can. I think it's... We all respect Kane for his strong opinions. And David King has magnificent opinions on the game. The two of them are different in the way they see the game. And that's part of what makes their Friday morning show fantastic. Like that, Forget about the SEN component. Toma, I'll answer the question if you don't interrupt me. So that's what they are. They're going to see the world differently. And when it comes to their own clubs, I think there's, it. my view
0: is there's probably a 5% extra loading on both... Only five? ...their views on both Only teams. five? I, I would think with Kingy, it's probably a bit more than five, and, and I think it's more than five with well, Kane you, at times well, as well. it'll be
1: somewhere between 1% and wherever you want to judge it, right? But I don't think any of them would dispute that they have a particular passion for their own clubs hmm. and perhaps have a, a slightly
0: more sympathetic ear to their own people. Now, this is the, the, the and sympathetic they, and empathy path because, because we've then got a, a 19-year-old in the middle of well, this. Well, then they, then they get access to their own team. So that's...
1: You've got to layer that into the... And then... What I love about both of them is they're mature enough to have a, a disagreement and not take it personally against each other. And that's what media should be,
0: right? So I mean, Everyone takes it personally. You? you might present as though you don't, but you take it personally. Well, I don't, I, you do. You say I do. I don't. You sack people. No, I, I, I take that. Actually, I take that back. I'll I, I leave it on, but I take that comment back. Now, that, 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 that was really ordinary comment. It was an ordinary It was. Process. And I'm taking it back immediately. I, I did it for a theatre and it's wrong. And the... But you do get people back. Don't worry, I, I don't.
1: And they don't. They're, they're mature, they've had their opinion, they see it differently. And then the 19-year-olds at the centre of this, I think Evan Kane mentioned that I was one of the critics last night, which is fair enough. What I had said was in round two, he didn't have the same uh, commitment to chase that he did in round one. That's fair commentary. In round one, he was magnificent. I thought he was one of the best players of the round and I was more excited than anyone. Uh, in On the weekend, he turned the game. In round two, on that occasion, he did some things where he didn't chase, didn't commit. And that's they're going to have um, ups and downs with a 19-year-old kid. What I do think is that if you put yourself into public life, you just need to be able to deal at whatever age you are with the commentary around it. If you are going to take the, this is not. Um, yeah. No, I'm with I'm with you. I'm with if you're me. 19 years old and you're going and you take, um, you paid well or you change clubs, yep. then that's your public lot in life. Yep. And you've you've chosen that path. And you've chosen that path. Yep. And you can have an anonymous life if you choose to. Yep. But if you choose to have a public life, you have to. Just cop it. Yeah. And that's how it goes. Yeah. And that's I'm, going to be, I'm with you. you now I, I hate the booing like everybody. I wish people I, didn't I do it. I loathe booing of any nature, but yep. I wish people didn't do it. Someone said to me last night that part of the boos were, they thought, aimed at Kane and his endorsement of, <laughs> like, come on. I, I reckon that's a stretch. <laughs> well, now we're getting a bit. So, but, but part of the, expressing yourself in the game with respect is part of it. Yep. If you're 19, you need to be able to quickly learn. I think he'll mature quicker than most because he'll deal with more things in the first three years than most players will. Yeah.
0: So I sort of respect everyone's opinion. And then you've got the Kenny Hinckley element to it as well. And and I, I keep saying, and, and it's a sporting term I use, this, yeah. the, the go to war with, and I, I use it a bit. Wouldn't you love to go to war in the sporting war yep. with Kenny? I mean, you, you know he'd be there. He'd be last man standing, wouldn't he? And when it comes to this sort of issue, you, you just know that he's got whoever's back needs to be uh, had. And the, the imagery after the game, the, the media conference after the game it's he's only doing what he's doing and has to do it in was, this particular story as well well it was clever he's fighting for his survival yep. he knows that he's this is a real low hanging
1: fruit area of popularity right defend your young player against the media he's got no other he choice got a to do what he did well no he yep. does it was it was preordained and it was smart his media team were involved in it and they they've thought through okay north melbourne didn't support this kid Let's go the other way and, and be aggressive in how we support him. And you know, what do you think is happening in Jason Horn Francis's life all week? His friends are coming up saying, gee, uh, how about your coach on the weekend? Didn't he support you? Aren't they amazing footy club? They had your back. Yeah. What about those scumbags in the media? The, the, the media is as, as natural as collective opposition as you can paint. Yeah. And when you have a chance to to um, bundle them together as the enemy, as Ken did, uh, it's great because what happens in the media – these things happen in the media. The kid, The kid feels – Loved, which is what he's trying to do. He's trying to. He's showing the other players he's going to support the kid. He's galvanising the Port Adelaide fans. Box three ticked. Yep. It's a populist move with the board probably as well because all their mates are saying, "Oh, how good was Ken on the weekend?" If you get your performance right, which he did, and then you throw the media into the oh, collective. Yeah. Now, what unfortunately what's happened is. People have unpicked in the media. So the media are all happy to be going, yeah, yeah, you're right. The media have been terrible. Until someone gets named. Hang <laughs> yeah. on a minute.
0: That wasn't part of the deal. So is, is there some glass jaw here? No
1: doubt no, there's some glass drawer. Who's oh, Who was it? Jane. Who, <laughs> who, who was? Who were they talking to? Was it Was it David? Was it Kane? Was it, hey, hey, was, was it me? Was it... Uh, oh, hang on. Someone said this back in July but then last then the two
0: year. people central to it from the media perspective are actually going at each other. Yeah, because... Because I saw Kane last media, night go back at yeah. Kingy, who went him the previous night. Was the media... In general, are uh, happy to
1: be collectively blamed, it's just not in, not individually. No one wants to like it's. That's how it works. But the media get whacked all the time. Everyone goes, oh well, you know, it's the media.
0: But then, oh wait a minute, there's a specific media. So that's what happened. Um, From a media strategy point of view, Kane saying what he said on Sunday morning on the show I was on, Sunday Footy Show, which which took it off into a new yep. a new stratosphere, which which David King responded to again I, I obviously flew back from adelaide that day and i've been thinking about it because i am close with kane which i declare um it's hard though to remove kane from what's happened here with jason horn francis and i've had this conversation with kane by the way i've actually i've forced myself to think about it bit for our conversation today you couldn't remove kane from what's happened in in some aspect of it could you well kane has been since he arrived at
1: port at least unbelievably supportive of Jason Horn Francis. Like
0: unbelievably supportive publicly. And that's hasn't sat well with some who feel Yeah, he's... which I have no issue with. Yeah. But but when Kane um I think, and again Kane will does listen to this, and this might cause issues with me and Kane, I don't know. I hope it doesn't. I don't think it would. But we when Kane when fights, Kane when Kane rocks up on the Sunday footy show in a Port Adelaide Guernsey, it happened to be a different number to what Jason Horne Francis, but but put a Jason Horne Francis wig on on show one of the first game of the season with Jason Wood-Francis as a Port Adelaide player. That's part of this conversation, isn't it? After he's yeah, best on ground. That's silly to
1: say, though, because it's just showmanship. That's him having a sense
0: of humour. Of course if it is. If Lou Richards no, had done that, you'd it, be saying how funny was Lou. Like it's, I, I it's hilarious. No, no, but but what you then don't do, Hutchie, you then can't remove that from this narrative, which has now taken a different path, which he hasn't controlled, but it's part of it. Yep. But, it's, but if I, I, th- I'm not having a go at him. But what I'm saying is, you, you, he can't say that he hasn't played a, a part in the Jason Horn Francis becoming what it's become. Well, he hasn't been critical of him this year. He hasn't. That's it's a simple fact.
1: Yeah. So, But I, he's created the drama I might do what Ken, I might do what Ken did and leap to the defense of everyone here. Just a... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, all of leave you. Kane alone. It's unreasonable what's going on <laughs> to him and David King, Damo. I'll tell you what. Some of you people in the media want to have a good look at yourselves the All way of you single you. out our commentators. All of you. Listen, it's just a, it's just a game. It's That's
0: what people can't get. It's a ball with the air in it yeah. that people chase on the weekends. Yeah. Keep it in perspective. But by as, Wednesday, it'll be. Yesterday's. But as you know, the public's more fascinated by the the cane part of this story than the Jason Horn Francis yeah, because, specific. Because for whatever reason, media
1: identities um, click clickbait better than most. Do you know who's become the clickbait? Tom, If I said to you four years ago, Tom Brown would be the clickbait king of Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brown was in the lead story on heraldson.com.au for six hours on uh, Thursday. Six hours. <laughs> the main story for a verbal uh,
0: disagreement he had with Mark McGowan from AFL.com.au. No, no, he used to work at AFL.com.au. Oh, where's he oh, now at mate? the age. Aussie? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I bet. And a very good journalist in his own own right who had an opinion yep. on no. Brian Taylor's commentary at the time that's in right. question, which was the previous Thursday match. And so technically- the stoush in the Carlton, I think it was dressing rooms on Good Friday, uh, was relating to the comments made by Mark McGowan. So why
1: are we so, as a public, fascinated in this stuff? Because like, that's not... Harold Sun telling us you should be interested in this. Well, a... It's your
0: point. It's to your point. It's why, a... it's, it's why the clubs can 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 identify media in general and specific media individuals specifically when they when they when it suits their need. Well equally media outlets know yep. that media is is the what's is the, the enemy. What's the Tom Brown recipe for clickbait, do you think? Is it is it a polarising journalist? Is, no. it, polarizing journalist?
1: Is the, the, it his dad? Is it This It's not his Is fault
0: because it... he's established himself as yeah. a very good journalist. But, but, the... but, but being the son of, of Jeff in this yep. environment where Jeff has returned to, to a public life of significance when it comes to the Collingwood Footy Club position, that's I think that's elevated to your question. You the think it's around. elevated the verity? Yeah, because it yeah. allows that, that the silly people... No, actually, the people who who fall for this click immediately because you can't write a story. They won't write a story about Tom without well, without saying he's the son of. I, I mean, fell for what's it. What's that I, got to do with
1: I, it? I clicked on straight away. What's happened? Is he okay? I and mean, then oh, yeah. no, they just had an, an argument in the dressing room. But
0: what's what's being the son of Jeff got to do with anything? And and that's always in the first two or three paragraphs. They're almost like almost to establish this link. I mean, what's that got to do with it? Oh, I don't know because he's, he's he's his own person. And yep. I've, I've had run-ins with Tom, which we've yep. talked about. But he's a very good journalist, and there's that element too. Yep. And again. News Limited can can portray him as as a villain, can't they? Because they've yep. got no support last, of him. Last one on Verity scores and things that drive clickbait and subscription.
1: Do you know what else is emerging? It's a real trend in digital media at the moment. And it's called the greatest hits. Yeah. The greatest hits. Stories that have historically generated the greatest hits or clicks. No one calls them hits anymore, but it just suits my catchy little catchphrase, so bear with me. Are now being repurposed. Over and over again, because they'll regenerate the same level of digital, regardless of whether the story's been told 10 times before. Once upon a time in j- journalism, you only told a story if it were new. Yeah. Now, you look at different ways to bring back the same story many times. And I saw an example of it on the weekend. I'm not criticising this story, because having had a full read of it, the content in it and the manner it was explained meant it had to be written, right? but it just did remind me of other instances of this statement. Right. Uh, Candice Warner has spoken about what happened with Sonny Bill Williams, I reckon, 30 times in interviews. Now, sometimes it's just, look, there was a moment in my past and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, and other times it's been a little bit more expensive. But it's not a – to her endless credit has addressed – what she did doesn't really need
0: to address. Well, right? she's, she's, just correct me if I'm wrong before you go any further. She's trying to sell a book right now too, isn't she? Now doing a, a reality show at the moment. so Right. I was, I was trying to sell something. Yep. It was all part of the, yep. the, the the general media sell around it. Yep. So oh, sorry. Excuse, exclusive extract from the
1: memoir. Rayna it is a Strong. Yep. Yeah, excuse me. Yep. So we saw that um, run on the weekend. And again, I have no problem with that because there's more detail. Did you need to read four pages of it? But.
0: The headline, plus a, plus the head...
1: another page pointer? Did, headline, you, did you need four pages? Candice Warner I, I didn't realize, reveals what really happened inside the two most confronting instances of her life. Well, we, we kind of know what happened because Candice has broken her silence on this more times than there's silence to be broken. <laughs> and so that, because that's such a historical and sad fascination for people, yeah.
0: she has no obligation but at what, all. Guess what, Archie? The fact you were talking about it has had the desired effect from... A the book reference and and B, the Daily Telegraph or or Herald Sun, or whichever publication uh, which which yep. you read it from. But how many angles did everyone feast on? The Daily, well, no, Daily, no, Daily no, Mail. I'll answer that. None. I chose not to read. No, I chose not to click I haven't, I haven't read. I have not read any. These, but
1: these are the headlines: The Daily Mail. Read the text. Candace sent Ben Fordham. Daily Telegraph. He was the rudest <laughs> man I ever met. Yahoo Sport. Candice Warner breaks down in fresh reveal about infamous scandal. <laughs> oh, fresh reveal. There's a fresh reveal. There's a new. It's fresh. New break, details emerged. A fresh
0: break of silence. New
1: detail has emerged. Uh, you Can know, you uh, break uh, silence twice. Never, on the same be, issue? never before spoken insights. Like like all this, just. <laughs>
0: How <laughs> do you terrible digital seduction going on? You've done it yourself, tr- in in and in in, when you're a news media person, you've done it yourself. I've done it on, on foot. I've revisited issues. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah.
1: But mm. don't you think this? It's time. There should be just a, if there's things that happen in your
0: past that you've talked about. There should be a moratorium on it. No, but then then she would be accused, Candice, of of then not addressing every aspect of her path, uh, sorry, her past, as she wants to take a path th- through the rest of her life. And I understand that. But it's it's just one example of... I've just got the, no interest in, in that. The greatest hits. And I encourage everyone to look out for the
1: greatest hits, like historical stories greatest hits. that you've heard or seen before that people write a fresh take on merely because there's an opportunity to drive d- digital revenue.
0: Well, what about... The
1: commoditization of historical greatest, moments yeah. is not something anyone ever would have thought
0: of at the time that they made uh, a mistake in their life. Talking about greatest hits, Hutchie, um Dylan Howard, let's go there now, again. <laughs> Silence, yeah? Again? What did you want to ask you about? Oh. <laughs> You're allowed to say no comment at least. We're on a... A, a broadcast media. Explain this to me. People, just before you jump up, Dylan Howard, can you just tell our... I've now had a lot of people this week, for the for the 50th time I've tried to get you to talk about Dylan Howard on this show, can you just summarise why you won't talk about him? Just so I, I can then refer people to this moment on episode 12 of Series 8. As I said to you last week, the front window of the car is far bigger
1: than the rear-vision mirror. If you are looking ahead...
0: That's what Danny Crawley kept saying. That, when, he, are,
1: when Great when... things ahead. If you're looking behind you will crash into what's in front of you. And I don't intend to do that. I want to ask you when, about...
0: When Plough, Terry Wallace and Richmond, th- that was the phrase that Plough used and Danny used. Have you stolen that phrase off, off those guys? I don't know who else did
1: or didn't use it,
0: but that's how I'm looking at this one. Let me ask you about Mark Stevens. So, so you won't even utter the words Dylan Howard, were you? You're you, you not even allowed to say his name in, in, you asked in, me, in this legal issue. You asked me about it last week. I addressed it. Can I... Reference were you, were you series ever, will you ever talk about it? Is is there, a, is there a statute of limitations on the legal action that he's taken against you that allows you to talk about him? Uh, to be drawn into that would suggest that there is, there is
1: indeed, indeed one or isn't one, neither of which I'm prepared to address. Series, Which eight, is confirmation for? Series 8, episode 11, reference point. Series 3, series 4, series 5, every other meaningless time you've asked me. Let me ask you about Mark Stevens. Steve- <laughs> Steve-O. Steve-O. For those who are listening outside Melbourne might not uh, be across Steve-O, but- He's an old friend of ours. He is. He's been through some jobs, to be fair, in the last four or five years. We love him. But the one I got interested in here was he's taken up a surprise new political role. Right. So he's gone to the nationals in a, in a role as a mix of head of comms and chief of staff, Damo. So, so it's, it's the second time he's ventured down the political aid path. Is yeah. that right? When Nick Johnson went for the Liberal Party media job, there was an outcry that he'd previously been in another party. There was tonight which I had no issue with. Now, I in, know in those listening politically will go, oh, you, you dingbat, this, the, liberals and nationals are a coalition. I get that. But it is a different <laughs> political party. A different... I'm surprised you know there's a link, actually. But anyway, keep going. But he's... <laughs> He, his regional credentials, you know, were mentioned in the story. He grew up in Shepparton, has always that, loved the bush. Was that reference? Had a real feel for the
0: farmers. Oh, and now now he lives in, in downtown Sorry. suburban Richmond, which, which is not a secret given he talks about it so much and loves it. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah. doesn't he lives his life between Richmond and
1: Footscray, Witten No, nah, not even Footscray, and, just Richmond. But all of a sudden, and now he's a good country lad, to be fair, but... So why is the inconsistent coverage on this one, Damo? All of a sudden, because he's an ex-journalist
0: and colleague, it's okay? Well, I was or- more intrigued at it from the point of view, Hutchie, that he was uh, basing himself at RSN, which which um, is clearly relaunched in a pretty significant way. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Must have missed that. Are you, are you not threatened by RSN, is it? Is it threatened? <laughs> I, oh, I reckon they're eroding shit. Oh, dude. <laughs> and he was part of it. They've relaunched. They've relaunched in a very big yep. way. Must have taken a lot of money to lure him from RSN to the National Party. Oh.
1: Are you not threatened by RSN? I think it's a great move for Steve-O. I, I know he loves his politics. Why didn't he Why didn't he last too long with the last... Didn't he take the last later on
0: about a month before he stood down? Well, the problem we had there was... Uh, was it Michael O'Brien? Yeah. It, well, it was? Yep. Yeah. Well, Michael O'Brien wasn't the leader of the opposition by the time Steve-O had to serve out his time. So that one fell through. No, he did. He didn't... He- he timed his run at the wrong time.
1: Hey, I want to ask you about, in golfing terms, we have pars, right? Yep. Even par 72, etc. Yep. You've come up with a media par,
0: the passive aggressive retweeter. Uh, now, I did se- send you a text during the week on this, didn't I? You want to talk yep. about passive aggressive retweeters, which well, is a par. This I thought, Hutch, because you, know, you like to label um, activities within the media landscape, don't yep. you? Yeah. Like you, the validator, yep. the manufacturer. Yep. Now this came from one of our our listeners, Hachi, and a very good journalist um, in their own right. Uh, I won't give you the name, but I think it's a really good idea, and it was a suggestion which I'm going to embrace uh, that we should come up with the passive aggressive journalistic retweeter. The PA, passive aggressive retweeter. There you go. Yep. And what? That's the what con- an acronym. And- I don't know if you worked out how I
1: came up with that, Davey. <laughs> Let me just run you through it again. Peace for passive. A's for aggressive. Yep.
0: No need for the J. No need for the yeah, J. As the <laughs> solid J. Okay. <laughs> I was just re rereading this uh, this text I got. So we get to this point, and I needed some explanations about it. So yep. this is, the further explanation was, so it basically, this is how this has been explained to me, and I like it. When When one of your rivals as a journalist runs a story and then tries to position it as an exclusive or a scoop of some form, but you know that you ran the same story earlier, yep. be it a week, yep. a month, ages ah, ago. I like it. Then you retweet your old story on it, yep. just to give a quote subtle reminder that yes. to the world
1: that you had it first, or someone who responded to your said story at the time. Yeah, even and better. And do a, thanks, mate. Even better.
0: So, so do you like this? I reckon yeah. right, this is right up your alley, a of Passive-aggressive life. retweeter. Yeah. I like it. And no, I'm going to go. All, I'm going to go all in here. The person who suggested that I do this has identified Miss Cleary as a passive, Mitch is aggressive. A par. Well, on this particular issue, now I've got a screenshot here of the example given. So Certain- that's, that's, that's going to widen. That's going to fill tensions between us and the tradies. That's not going to go well. <laughs> Hang on, we've we've blown. We've given Mitch enough credit and love over the journey, and yeah. and Sam. No, he's got a glass jaw though, Mitch. You know that. Have we, has he been an official glass drawer? Yeah, well, he hasn't, but watch this face. <laughs> I, I fear we've given him enough love over the journey. In fact, in fact, copious amounts of love over the journey that he, he, he probably should... Doesn't talk. work in credits and debits, you know. In no, the no, not orders. this guy. Yep. Not, not media. So a certain journalist at the Herald Sun decided to throw Kylie Watson Wheeler's name out there. Not for the first Sean time. John Ralph? I believe it was, yeah. Why do you always say certain journalists? Well, yeah, you know. Anyway, so he then threw that out there and then... According to the screenshot from this person, who was dubbed the passive aggressive, oh, the, 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 the story that John wrote has stood up.
1: Like he said, Kylie's emerged late, and yeah, it's down to two. Well, I didn't right? know so, Kylie would ever disappeared. It, it, Kylie never disappeared. No, but he had eight tenths of it. Right, five it looks like it's become two, if you believe Caroline and widespread media last night. Right. So that he had that first. Yeah. Be fair.
0: But but he's not a certain journalist. Of, he's John of the, Ralph of, of the five people in in it for basically twelve months. They're still there. They haven't been told uh, as of the week anyway. Um, then, Andrew McCormack, prior to John's article, had also tweeted something about Collie watson really about making a late run. Yep. And Mitch retweeted that. So that is the passive-aggressive oh, yeah, journalistic retweet. Oh, a, I think it's a really good example. And that, that is. And we're now going to be on the lookout for passive-aggressive retweeting. Or yeah, we'll, right? we'll pass, don't we? Or we'll past. <laughs> Okay, so hit, hit, hit those
1: up at the sounding board. We're also looking for validators and manufacturers. We see a lot of those along the journey. Yep. Should we touch on what happened in the States last week with Bud Light? Would you, did you ever read of that in the end or is it too – Well, I
0: got caught up in that – and I'm laughing because the reason it came to me, Archie, was, was – um, I've got a, a Kid Rock, Kid Rock, Kid, Rock, yep. Kid Rock's video. That, yep. that was how it came to me. I yep. had no idea what was going on until I saw Kid Rock shooting down some Bud Light. And we've got a, a soft spot for Bud Light in the in the in the actual um, product, don't we? We've had, we've shared many. I oh, know. We're, no, we're big fans of the product. Shared many Bud Light over watching NFL. I don't think there's anything about that, not right? <laughs> It's, it's a good American beer. Yeah. And, and it's not
1: light as we. The great call mate it, of light ours, works in there in marketing too. Is He's a that? great long time listener of the. Sounding board, Richard Oppie. Oh, does he? Yeah. I didn't know that. He's got a fantastic uh, um, marketing bent, Oppie, and one of the I leading, leading marketers that. in the world.
0: He wasn't behind the but latest he's, marketing. No, been involved in this no. one. He's been... Um, well, t- take our listeners through it. Well, as best, as best I've read, the Bud Light
1: have got a name McCann style promotion going on. and There's all sorts of different angles and promotions and viral and whatever else goes around it. And one of the things among Probably hundreds they did, was send um, some branded cans to a, a transgender influencer who's got 1.7 million, they've got 1.7 million TikTok followers. They then posted a, uh, a bit of social content and the more conservative arm of the American world, American world, yeah. riled against it, including some high profile figures, Kid Rock among them. Who felt it was um the wrong thing to be doing, to be getting the transgender issue mixed up
0: in so, so marketing just, of a beer. So we just pulled out an assault weapon and and then blasted yeah. off the table. The top, overreaction
1: which... was, to be frank, appalling. And it was symbolic of this divide in America of just like, how divided is America? It's the most divided I've seen it in my time going there and your time. And so you've got this hateful world of two Two sides of any issue, and transgender is at the centre of the yeah. battleground, really. Yep. As is so, you know, so many of those sensitive issues, but it's it's one of the more weirdly uh, emotive issues. And so you've got this. Um, uh, ban- people were banning in this, particularly in the south, people were banning Bud Light in their in the liquor stores, and you know the share price momentarily dropped about six billion Australian dollars, or
0: four billion five 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 billion or five US. You, you can make a choice, can't you, to either. Choose to buy the product as a result of your reaction to it, or or not. Yep. Do you, do you need to get worked up over it? Well,
1: the thing the thing about boycotts of brands is they never last, right? And you could argue they might do. They might have some brand um, damage, bit of bark off the brand on the way through. There will equally be a, a huge section of the community that will support them, and that's a bit less vocal in the backlash, but.
0: But boy, is, it, is it also, is well, is it, is it the, the stereotypical, whatever that is, beer drinker? Is is this the heart of this issue? That that, that person who who does consume copious amounts of that said product is stereotypically not going to embrace this campaign? Is that what I you're referring to here from a media campaign? You, you could not have ever, and there was a lot of distancing of, oh, I was a junior staffer and whatever.
1: You could not have ever foreseen that to be an issue if you are a marketer. It is... Increasingly difficult to be a marketer because you um, are torn between leaning into uh, well, but being diverse in your views as being a starting point, diverse, being inclusive, and tapping into increased public sentiment versus the narrow minority who rail against it, and and uh, so that's, it's getting harder, isn't it, to find? I thought um, the boycotts always blow over. What's tough in these things is leadership, strong leadership. I thought. The CEO's statement didn't really address it one way or another, but he probably did all he, that he could do was try and move to the next thing. And, and you need strong boards in these times that don't get caught up in the public narrative of the day. But very, very unusual situation. Yep. And in a microcosm of what life looks like, particularly in the States. Yep. Yep. I must I must admit, last you know how much I love the States. The last couple of times I've been, the first time I felt sort of generally uneasy. About, You've said that. Yeah. yeah. It's mm-hmm. just... If you love that country as as you do and I do, you hate to see the
0: just the hate and the angst that's growing among Yeah. Everyone. Hachi, we we talk about the journalistic terms of, you know, fear and, and favour, without fear, without favor. Um that's been the, the general journalistic premise for, for hundreds of years. We uh focus on the, the rules for some as part of oh, you do. other debates. Well, yeah. I just accept there's rules for some, rules for others. Do you think Uh, uh, that's still a remarkably interesting thing to talk about? Is there fear and or favour at play? And are there rules for some over a couple of issues during the course of the week relating to the Dalai Lama for one and Lydia Thorpe as another? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Take me inside your thoughts on both. Well, I just think under certain circumstances, and I'm not even going to put my words to what the Dalai Lama is in the news for this week. I don't want to touch it because I don't want my words near it. But I would have thought that that was more the focus of, of, of far more widespread media coverage than there's been with with what he did and, and just people so are not aware of it. Just take a look online. You don't think that he got covered fairly
1: for the you don't think the reaction was?
0: I don't think it was anywhere near severe enough. Severe enough, yeah. Okay. Any, anywhere near se- I don't think yeah. it scratched the surface of what that would have happened if it had been another person. Yep. So I'll, I'll say that and then, okay. then you've got the Lydia Thorpe issue. Now there's there's layers to this as there are with every issue but even if you just isolate the most recent one, that being um, emerging from a, do I say strip club on this show? It was a strip club? Oh, if it was a strip club, yeah. you can say that, don't yeah, uh, we? In, in the early years. Oh, no. Well, we're not. Emerging from an establishment of that type, Hachi, no matter what reason you were there for, no matter, and then then you're caught in a video recorded event where there's an exchange of words of a, of a pretty aggressive nature. And again, remove all the specifics of the words. I reckon that's a. If that was a footballer, can you imagine? We'd be talking. Well, not we, not you and I, but Herald Son would be would be running that story for a week. So you think it was undercover again? Well, I just. I raise it, Hachi because I haven't talked about it for a while, but the rules for some and, and the fear and favour that is at play on so many issues, I think I think it's encapsulated in these two issues. How many stories of that nature do you think Lydia's been involved in the last three months or six months? Oh, well, that's the other timeline aspect to yep. some of these
1: stories, yeah. So there's a little bit of the accurate Brisbane lines about the coverage of Lydia. Like at some point, if you do things regularly and consistently that are against the grain of society, it just becomes that's what
0: that person does and it loses its cut through, right? Don't you think? Yeah, well, there's that element, Yeah. yeah. But as I said, I'm talking about even just in isolation. Yep. I, yeah. Anyway, just uh, there are rules for lots, and there's fear and favour every yeah, single but time. Generally, the level of outrage is
1: largely reflective of people's ability to consume it these days, not what's right or wrong. Yeah. So the Dalai Lama, no, but we'll, we'll... wrongly is probably given a bit more of a kind of discount on that sort of stuff, which is wrong. But it's just how it works. How's he get a discount on what he did? Shouldn't. I'm not saying I agree with it. I think it's wrong, entirely wrong. It was. I thought it was appalling, to be fair. It was more than appalling. It was appalling. It was disgraceful.
0: But you cannot And there is no context that I that I care to listen to when you see what happened. But wrongly, he he is not
1: held to the same public account on this that rules for some. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's get to question of the week. Yep.
0: On the sounding board, it's our question of the week for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to drink wise. Heaps of questions to choose from, Hutchie, as uh, is always the case. We've covered off uh, the the themed ones this week, but we will touch on this one from Simon Fenton. I think we all agree Gather Round was successful. However, how hard is it to speak against the trend when all media is in attendance and fronting locals while getting paid gigs over the week? It's a good good question. It's a great question, Simon. I'll I'll jump in first. Um, Just with this one, (laughs) you would have had to have been the greatest sceptic, cynic... Um, angry person in the history of media to have an issue if you were fortunate enough to be on the ground in the past week. So to me, Simon, there there was nothing to pull apart. To to your question and the premise about it, is silence bought when it comes to certain gigs? Absolutely there can be. But on the specifics of this, it was in accord with everyone that it uh, it just worked. No, Simon's hit
1: absolutely the right point here. The media as general, yes, you, all of you, um, we are, un- we can be bought. Unbelievably complicit in being bought. That is just the reality. Now, And we admit it. Well, we, you and I admit it. Most people get out. Like it's that it happens. It's human nature. So there were a lot of media people there, I assume, uh, who were paid for to be there. And sometimes you do the buying. Yeah. <laughs> no. Hundred Some- percent. Yeah. Yeah, if there had been an opportunity to take some of our people a hundred percent would have supported it. Now, what will happen it'll go one of two ways though. If it's a great event, it'll be embraced the way it should and and plus some probably. If that had been a poor event, the, the Oh, the, if it had cli- been poor, we would have The climb on would have been Yeah. It would have been click quick and collective, I reckon. <laughs> don't you yeah. reckon? No, it would have been. Yeah. yeah. That, but it was a reason. magnificent
0: event. Yeah. I don't know what you were like. I I flew in. You could tell it was already um, yep. generating some really genuine positivity. Before I, I got there f- late Thursday. Yep. But I thought... The this, this city was a bus. And so just on the media management of the weekend, <laughs> I, I thought
1: it, it was... Um, I thought the AFL did a fantastic job of having traditional media there. So, you know, the front bar adds to the experience. The Sunday footy show adds to the experience. Having all the great Fox footy shows there adds to the experience. So you're getting these just positive vibes out on scale, and all the TV newsers and their crosses and all the news reporters and and heaps of print media. So they did a fantastic job of making sure, however it came about, I don't know the individual circumstances. That you know, I saw all the um, South Australian government ads through the Sunday Footy Show. So I assume you were highly um, on the South Australian government dime. That's okay. That's fine. Well, you, you you're you're complaining because you
0: weren't, and yeah. I don't even know whether yeah. we yeah, were I, actually. Yeah,
1: I am. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I don't even know what the financial. No, it, were. but they were. It was fair to say there was. It was. It was a yeah. highly commercial show on Sunday. for You, you were part of. Geez, it was well attended, Archie. And did you see how many people attended. So the live side on the river. I did. Oh. So oh. that worked
1: for everybody. That worked for the government, and it worked for the AFL in getting the coverage back. Where you, I feel, you shifted, you had dirty on that, don't you? Where I, I remember a joke. Where I feel they missed the trick was, two in two areas. One. Uh, young digital influencers. So it was t- unbelievable tick on traditional media, but what you needed was the
0: cool 20 and 30-something. You needed Dylan Buckley and Hello Sport. Did you, did you see Hello A- Sport out AFL. Of dot com that I use and Anne's work on that was what you were referring not to? Not cool, though, AFL.com, let's be fair. Oh. It's not cool. <laughs> not... What's cool in 2023?
1: Uh, it needed young digital influencers there who, were to, who would have been bought in to create... <laughs> Content for the 20 something and 30 something months. Give, give, me, give me cool, Archie. Give me the definition of your cool. Well, what AFL.com is traditional media, just like probably we're perceived as traditional media, is like Herald Sun's traditional media. That's, but the, like a younger user generated content cycle. And the other thing was to like, bring. Like you talk about the TikTokers. Well, yeah, in part, yeah. And then bring- I, in, I don't think Dylan Buckley's a TikToker, though, is he? In, in, in this conversation. One example of hundreds. <laughs> but I also, also would have brought in NRL, traditional young. Like the, the NRL is full of um, very. Um, impe- like um, I'd have bought in the Bev Show off TikTok. People who are listening will know what I'm talking about. The Bev Show, who's a kid that does his own content, has got a great following, and his uh, catch cries on the Bulldogs games are highly popular. I think they did Marmalade pretty well, which is the other. They're Adelaide based, admittedly, but they were their stuff with Gil was good. So they got one right. I'd have bought in Hello Sport from Sydney, who are NRL guys, and tried to make them. I'd have bought in uh, a bloke in a bar down in Kemp. Like just swum outside the traditional streams and bought new fans in. It's a one chance and particularly in New South Wales and Queensland, which remains too much a
0: secondary thought of the game. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. And and just remind me, the concept of gather round. Shout out to the Bev show, by the way.
1: Yeah? You ever seen the Bev show? No, I haven't. Yeah? I said to you doggies, 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 bark, 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 would yeah. you know what I'm talking about? And is the is the Bev a reference to Beverage? It's just a Bev show. I don't know what, it, what he calls that. I'm a, I'm a passive, I'm a 10-second um, swiper, but I, okay. hats off to him. All right.
0: Well, that was a, a distant and a long-winded answer that we just both gave there to Simon Fenton's question on question of- Can we the, bring it was? home?
1: Is that enough? Yeah. We've, we'll, have to, we'll have to park some issues. People will be fast-forwarding the hell out of this back 10 minutes.
0: <laughs> this is the <just> sounding <laughs> there's board. There's a television <laughs> want to park, though. I do want to park, Hutchie. There's we'll a, to park? There's a, no, I'll park it, actually. I'll, get, I'll word you up over it. There's a gambling ad that someone's doing. That Who? Again, there's rules for some. Who? No, nah, next week. Park it. Who? There's another issue too. Oh, oh, you were followed up in the West Australian, which we didn't get to. We'll park all that for the sounding oh, board. Oh, the Australian Financial Review's takedown of, of uh, Alan Joyce. We didn't get to that either. you got to go. Do you want to
1: put all that on the agenda for next week? yeah sounding board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to Drinkwise. wise. Mm-hmm.
0: Thanks for listening to The Sounding Board Podcast with Hutchie and Damo. Tune in for questions tomorrow and to send a question to the boys, email thesoundingboard at sen.com.au, follow the show on Twitter at SoundingboardEP, EP and like the Facebook page. It's all thanks to DrinkWise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to DrinkWise.